Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to episode 240 of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. It never ceases to amaze me in doing these interviews with people from all over the world, the pain, disease, and anguish that some people experience. And what has really been an eye-opener for me since I first met Corey several years ago is how beneficial cannabis is to the human body and the remarkable recoveries people have made by using cannabis for medical purposes. Today we're going to chat with a woman who has Crohn's disease, lupus, fibromyalgia, arthritis, asthma, and if that wasn't enough, a history of multiple blood clots. And joining us from Ontario, Canada to tell her story is Kathy Rogers. Kathy, thanks for being here. Thanks for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, in reading your story, the first thing that came to mind was what a struggle life must have been for you. Let's start with your Crohn's. When did that first flare up? Uh, this all started when I was 34 years old. Um, so I'm 57 now, so over 20 years ago. Um, and it just came on uh, with just some bleeding. And then I started having what was called a Jacksonian seizure, which nobody could figure out. I actually diagnosed myself. I was in hospital several times, and they kept sending me home. And I'd finally had a grand mal seizure. So while in hospital, uh, they couldn't figure out what was going on, and I saw a neurology book. Um, and I heard rumors they were going to put me in the psych ward because they couldn't figure it out. So um, I, with the neurology book, I knew to look up seizures, and that is where I found the Jacksonian seizure. So at that point, I asked to be transferred to London. And when I met with a neurologist there, um, I also had a blood clot in my leg at the time. And the neurologist in Windsor said, oh, you've got a Charlie horse walk on it. So um, anyway, in London, they took me seriously. And I told the doctor what was going on. And I told him my diagnosis. And he asked me what I thought that was. And I told him. And he agreed with me. So when I explained that I couldn't walk with my leg, um, he did an ultrasound right away and found the clot. And that led them to then do an MRI of the brain to determine that I had a clot that was leaking in my brain. Um, and I remember just getting out of the hospital um, after all that ordeal, and I found one paragraph that described superior sagittal sinus thrombosis. And it basically said, oh, so sorry. If we give you blood thinners, you'll hemorrhage and die. And if we don't, you'll die from the clot. So the fact that I'm here is uh, a miracle. <laughs> they, uh, they got me through. And then it was just years of struggling with colitis. And um, then they did a surgery. They did an oleostomy, and I was okay for a while. Then they did a reversal, and I could keep no food down after that. I was dehydrating constantly in and out of hospital. Um, I think there was like 12 admissions after the surgery. And finally, I said, every time you give me that IV bag, I'm fine. And every time you take it away, I'm not. And so uh, they started giving me IV bags at home, and then I clotted with that, uh, couldn't have it anymore, and I thought, okay, this is it, I'm goner, <laughs> and then they gave me Gatorade, um, and that kept me going for a while, and then finally I was able to stabilize without the Gatorade, and um, I did well for a while, and then just recently, uh, and a few years ago, uh, the Crohn's flared up really, really bad, and I had what was called severe uh 
chronic pouchitis. And with that, I was going to the bathroom 30 times a day. I was up every hour on the hour throughout the night, so I was exhausted. Um, and I really didn't think I was going to make it. Uh, they put me on a TVO. That didn't work. And then um, because I was so bad, uh, my doctor decided to mix the um, Remicade in with the Intivio. That had never been done before, so I had to sign off because it was a first trial. That worked, put me in remission, and it kept me in remission for a few months. And then I started having severe reactions after the Remicade. And I keep a diary, so I could start to see a pattern after the Remicade. I would have severe back and hip pain. So I knew I was getting into trouble. So... Um, then I got to a point at one night where uh, I could barely get myself to the bathroom. And when I did, um, I couldn't get up off the toilet. My joints were so bad. And I thought, wow, this is it. I'm going to be in a wheelchair. And I know of people with Crohn's that do end up with in wheelchairs because of all the inflammation in their, in their joints. And the very next day, um, my friend's, my sister's friend visited her and uh, was asking how I was doing. And she had cancer and she's cured herself of cancer with the oil. So she gave my sister a salve and my sister brought it over. And I likely wouldn't have tried it, uh, but I had a friend here who was totally into cannabis and she made me do it. She was like, you need to do this. So she massaged all my joints and I was up and walking in no time. And when my sister called the following day to follow up, I realized I had forgotten to take all of my medications. There was no pain meds that night. I had slept seven hours solid and I was so excited. And from that point, I uh, studied everything I could because I had two days before an emergency appointment that I had made with the rheumatologist. And when I went there, I said, I want to try the cannabis. I don't want to go on methotrexate. That was the, the next plan. Mm -hmm. So... Um, we, we tried the cannabis and it was working and I knew that I was still having problems with Crohn's and, and at that point I had gone to my phlebotomist, I get my blood tested regularly and I was telling her the story about the salve and two weeks later she said, I've got to tell you, this guy came in and he cured himself of cancer and he says you should call him. And that was Jack Kungel. So I did go to meet with Jack, and he spent a good five hours educating me uh, on the medical benefits of cannabis and told me about the machines, told me of some Facebook groups. And I joined them, and I read every um, post that was put up, every answer that was put up, and I just studied night and day. And I decided I was buying the machines, I was making the oil. Whether I needed it or not, I was going to have it on hand. And when I did lose remission, uh, I didn't even bother to call my hospital or my doctor. Um, I just immediately started on the oil. And within two hours, all of my symptoms stopped. And I've been in full clinical remission ever since. My uh, doctor was saying to me that he, you know, he couldn't verify that without doing a colonoscopy. So I said, all right, I'm going off all my meds. And I had been already stopping a lot of them. And uh, so I asked him how long it would take for the meds to be out of my system. He told me three months. And I said, all right, then we're going to wait three months. And in three months, you can do the colonoscopy. And he did the colonoscopy. And um, his report stated that there was no evidence of Crohn's. So, so you, you have, a, sorry, you have eliminated your Crohn's as a result, yep. of, uh, as a result, whew, as a result of the cannabis. Yes, I have. So you take that every night or every day or how often do you take it? 
I take CBD during the day and that deals with all the arthritic symptoms. And at night, I take about a grain of rice size um, of the fully extracted cannabis oil. And that keeps me in full clinical remission. And that's high THC that you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Kathy, before you discovered cannabis and you were going through this horrible experience with being on drugs and going to the bathroom and, and the pain, in quiet moments, did you ever just feel like you're going to give up? Oh, I had many days where I prayed for God to take me. Yes. Yeah, you wanted to. Yes. Without question, when you're that sick for that long and there just seems to be no hope and you don't want to be a burden on the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. there's a few times I prayed for him to take me without question. Yeah, it's remarkable the turnaround that cannabis has made. I mean, I just yes. find it quite astounding. That yes. You are almost an invalid. And now you, I mean, you're, you're fine, essentially. I'm doing very well. Um, I did have a bout of fatigue, and it was interesting. I'd gone to Florida, where I can't take my meds. So I took a synthetic THC with me called Nabilone. And it didn't occur to me to take higher doses of it. So after about two and a half weeks, I started to lose remission. And we were able to come home. My mother had been in hospital there. Um, so I got home, and... I started back on the cannabis and I just really was struggling with fatigue. It was very debilitating. I was literally in my doctor's office in tears saying I'm finally in remission from Crohn's and now I'm so severely fatigued that I can't function. Like, please help me. And they ran all kinds of blood tests. They couldn't figure out what was going on. And finally I talked to Jack and Jack said, Kathy, ever since you got back from Florida, he said, the THC has been out of your system. And he said, and then you started lowering it because you were blaming the THC for the fatigue. And he said, you take three days and you take as much THC as you can handle and then back off to your regular dose. And he said, and you'll be fine. And he was right. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's great. He was absolutely right. So I know that when I'm struggling now that just to take a few days out and just load up and hit it hard. And usually that'll pull me right out of anything I'm dealing with. And I just went back to my doctor um, this week and he was not a believer in cannabis at all. And he started off by having a student um, take the report from me. And then my nurse of over 20 years came in and we had more of a, a visit. And then he brought in probably six students for me to educate. Awesome. So quite exciting. <laughs> Good quite for exciting you. That finally, they're starting to acknowledge that there's something here, um, and it's it's nothing short of a miracle that I'm that I'm even here to be able to talk to you today. Yeah, if it wasn't for Jack, I should, if, did I yes. did I mention also that Jack was on episode 41? Did I mention that earlier? You did not mention that earlier. Okay, episode 41 of Cannabis Health Radio. If you want to uh, hear Jack's story, he cured himself of bladder cancer as yes. a result of using cannabis, and it's a fascinating story. What You had Crohn's, lupus, fibromyalgia, arthritis, asthma, and a history of uh, multiple blood clots. You don't have Crohn's anymore. Do you have any of the others? Crohn's is full clinical remission. Um, I was able to kick my asthma doctor to the curb. <laughs> she wasn't happy about it, and she didn't, uh, didn't like the fact that I was on cannabis, and I said, I'm sorry, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> so that was really kind of fun. Um, my <laughs> gastroenterologist uh, acknowledges that I probably don't need him, but would like to see me every six months, and I think that's just to follow up so that he can learn. 
And, and I have no problem with that because obviously that can help other people in the future. Um, the arthritis, as long as I stick with my meds and I stay on the CBD and the THC, that's settled. Um, I make my own salve. So if I do have any issues with pain at all, um, I'll use the salve, but I don't need to use it very often anymore. So my next step is uh, just getting through um, some of the fatigue issues that I'm still struggling with. And uh, then I want to get walking and, and start losing all the prednisone weight that I gained. And that's my next goal. So um, I, I'm doing very well. And the only medications I'm on now are the Coumadin and the cannabis. Kathy, the CBD that you're doing, is it CBD from cannabis? Yes. I, um, I buy the bud. And from there, I do an infusion, and I, I do it at about 50 milligrams per mil. Okay. And so I do an infusion with that. The THC, I do an extraction. Thank you. The little noise you hear in the background is Kathy's dogs. I, I, I'm <laughs> No, that's okay. It's fine. Just uh, I thought I'd just advise <laughs> listeners that uh, you, have, you have four dogs, Yes. <laughs> and uh, they always want to be around you, and you try to get away from them, but uh, they're still there. That's, they want their mama. They want their mama. That's no yeah. problem at all. I got away from them hoping that they wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that's okay. That's, it's not a problem at all. What about your blood clots? Tell us about that. Has that uh, resolved itself? It pretty much has. I still stay on the Coumadin, but I have been uh, very good for a long time. Now, the weight so, that you gained as a result of the prednisone, how much weight yeah. did you gain? Oh my gosh! Um, I easy. I would say a hundred pounds. Wow! I was very large doses for a very long time, and and that's what messes up the joints as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, once you put all that on, it is so hard to get it off, and particularly when you're not moving and exercising, uh, because you're dealing with a lot of fatigue and pain issues, right? So now that I've got through the pain issues. Um, you know, I just kind of need to catch up on some fatigue stuff. And once I can get past that, then, you know, I'll be able to start moving again. So I'm still a work in progress. And Jack has taught me that you need to be on a um, high, um, you know, vegetable uh, type diet off all meat, fish and chicken. And so I still need to progress to that. I've built myself a, a raised garden in my backyard. So I'm, I'm working towards learning as well to change the diet because the diet, I think, has a huge effect on our health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How has uh, other members of your family reacted to your use of cannabis? You say, I think it was your sister brought some to you, the salve? Um, Yes, she she brought me a salve that her friend had given her. Yeah, so she's um, okay with it. She's fine with it. Um, I've had pastors even from my church that have used it. Some agree, some don't. Um, but I'm very open about it. I have nothing to hide. Um, I'm not ashamed of it. And to me, because it, is, it has worked for me so well, um, I, I'm an advocate for it. I will tell anybody and everybody who will listen um, just in order to help them. And I've had cases, um, you know, Corey, I reached out to you just recently. I don't know if you recall, but I had a cousin with vulvar cancer. Yes. And, um, I tried so hard to get her to listen, and she wouldn't. Aww. And she did die. Oh, no. And it's just... Um, it's a lack of education. It's um, a stigma that um, 
needs to be changed. And when people, you know, see myself where I'm a, you know, I'm a good Christian girl and I'm doing cannabis and I'm standing up proud of that, um, you know, they have to take a look because they know I don't have a history in that area. Mm -hmm. Right. And my doctors know that I don't have a history in that area. So, um, coming from me, it's probably taking a listen. Yes. And, and that's why I do share my story because I want to help others and it bothers me to see them suffering when they don't have, have to be. To, yeah. Kathy, can you answer a, a question for me about um, your, your extraction, your concentrate, uh, yes. the THC oil? Do you do that from multi strains and do you always use the same strains or is there are certain strains that you find work better for your conditions? You know, I, I just use the highest THC that I can find. Right. Um, I buy from a licensed producer, so it's it's all above board. Now this year, Jack has encouraged me to learn to grow. So, Yay, Jack! Uh, I, I have <laughs> some plants, and and I've learned, and a friend is helping me out as well. Good for you. So, um, I'm I will be making my own medicine from the plants that I grew. Awesome. Uh, so that remains to be seen, but yes, just a high THC. Okay. And um, and I do the fully extracted oil, so you're getting you know the most potent yeah. TH that you can get. Yeah. yeah, I think it's wonderful, Kathy, that you're helping other people resolve uh, some of their issues uh, as long as they're open-minded. Uh, some yes. some people won't be. Some people still have the stigma about cannabis, even though it's That's been right. around for thousands and thousands of years. But Corey and I were talking this morning, one of the things that we think gives cannabis a bad name is people smoking it and getting high. Right. Uh, it's like wine. Uh, you can have a nice bottle of wine, you can have a glass of wine and be fine, but we don't run a program where people uh, taste wine and get drunk and talk about it. That's right. not, it, it's about the medical value of cannabis, the medical yeah. benefits of cannabis. And I think because of that stigma, that's where the medical profession falls down because they're still locked into this smoking cannabis just to get high. And right. they don't realize the medical benefits. And I think you and Corey are perfect examples of people mm-hmm. who, uh, I guess prior to the use of cannabis, really didn't have an opinion one way or the other, or you were opposed to cannabis. But once you tried it, and once you felt its medical benefits, you became believers. And Corey, for the last seven years, has helped people, and I can see that you're, you're helping people as well. And yes. I think it's, it's truly remarkable. Because I remember the first time I interviewed Corey when I was on commercial radio, and she got me some oil, and I tried it. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't listen. And I didn't listen. And, man, I got so wasted. Did you I take mean, the fully extracted oil? Yes, he did. Yes, but I did it twice because I thought... <laughs> it didn't work fast enough. It didn't work fast enough. So he took oh. some more, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it takes two hours. Yeah, I waited an hour and I thought, okay, this isn't, this isn't working. Maybe I didn't take enough. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but it's... Uh, I mean, I think it, it, it's great. Your fibromyalgia, is that okay now or is that a work in progress as well? You know what? I don't really feel any issues where the fibro is concerned at all. Good. I think I think I'm good. Yeah, and yes. and uh, the the asthma, the arthritis you've dealt with with the salve, that's fine. And once yeah. you lose the weight from the drugs that you took, uh, I'm sure your joints will feel a lot better. I think the joints and the fatigue. It's just getting moving. 
And, uh, and I've learned too that keeping stress at low levels is really mm, important because mm-hmm. I find that these stress levels will exacerbate the illness. Yeah, absolutely. Kathy, how difficult is it for you to keep your stress level down given the ailments that you've had? Uh, the ailments aren't so much the stress. I have, uh, I have some grandchildren and I have an elderly mom. Um, so I do a lot of caregiving on both ends, and that's probably my stress right there. Oh, <laughs> the family stress. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, the illness, I'm not stressed by the illness. I think I'm used to it. And um, it's just a matter of, of um, I tend to like to help people a lot. And when you put yourself out there, and sometimes it's a little too much. And so when I have good days, I tend to go a little bit too hard. And I like to test my limits because sometimes, you know, you can do more than you did before. I remember a day where I couldn't drive half an hour because of the fatigue. And now I'm driving myself, you know, four or five hours to, to go to a doctor's appointment. So I do keep pushing. And sometimes I'll find a limit and I have to back off again and try another time but I don't ever stop trying. Mm-hmm. Has your elderly mom tried cannabis? Uh, she's on CBD. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's helped her with some pain issues as well. Now, you said that you, when, you, uh, when you first started cannabis, you bought the necessary machines to make the oil. Was, yes. that, was that difficult for you? A lot of people ask about oil and making it themselves, and they don't know, they don't know too much about it. So I'm, I'm just trying to get a feeling. No, it wasn't difficult because the the people in the Facebook group that I joined um, were very supportive, mm-hmm. and they'll give you all the information that you need. And um, you know they, you know, when I was making it for the first time, I I called the top guy, and and he stayed on the phone with me and walked me right through the process. Do you remember the first time you took it, the oil that you made? Yes, it was very frightening. <laughs> uh, Jack warned me. He said that, um, you know, you could feel your heart racing. And he said it's like popping a cork for the first time. He said it'll happen once. It'll never happen again. And you'll want to call 911. Don't. You don't need to. You'll be fine. Just go to sleep. And so um, that's exactly what happened. And, and I thought about what he said. And I went, okay, fine. I'm just going to close my eyes and go to sleep. And I was fine. And he was right. That never happened again. I like that analogy, popping a cork. Cork, yeah. yeah. Great yeah. advice. That, Great that, advice. That's good advice. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So now I know that it will it will hit me within a two-hour period. So I always take it about two hours before I want to go to sleep. And, um, you know, it's very calming, very relaxing. And I'll just watch some TV and then I can feel when it's kicking in and I close my eyes and I go to sleep and I have a very deep sleep. And that's part of the healing as well, because when you get that deep rest, you wake up feeling rested. Mm-hmm. And I find that's a big part of, of uh, getting better. People really underestimate the value of deep sleep, don't they? Big time. Yes. Yeah. Because very important. It, it's so restorative. Yes. Yeah, I wake up feeling very refreshed. Look back on what you've gone through, Kathy. And uh, I mean, you were, you sometimes wish that you wouldn't be around anymore because of of the the pain and suffering that you were going through. And look what cannabis has done for you. It's given given you your life back. Yes, it has. 
Did you ever, you know, when you were going through all of that pain and multiple trips to the bathroom, et cetera, did you ever think about trying cannabis? No, I I had no clue about the medical benefits of cannabis. Um, it would never have even occurred to me. Okay. And I hated drugs. When my doctor would tell me I had to go on prednisone, I would cry every time because I had no tolerance for drugs. Mm. Um, I didn't like the high. Uh, gabapentin, I remember um, I was supposed to go up to eight pills at one point, wow. and I was totally ripped on two. And I thought, there's no way I can do this. And and there's no quality of life because you're trading pain for laying on your couch being high all the time and not being able to function. And it's no life being on drugs. You know, I spoke to somebody yesterday whose husband uh, has uh, stage four cancer. And mm-hmm. the big concern was getting high. And But yet they're on... Uh, Fentanyl, dilaudid, yep. and morphine. Yes. And, but he's concerned about getting high on cannabis. And I said, what do you think you're doing with fentanyl and morphine and, you know, narcotics, right? That's what you're doing. You're getting high. And it's certainly a different high. And it's um, all of those drugs have all those horrible side effects. And, and he, so the bottom line was, the answer was no, he didn't want to do cannabis because he didn't want to get high. And I, it, it, and I, that, I did say, you know, so you would rather die than yes. get high because that's the decision you're making right there. And he said, yeah. And they're already taking drugs where the high is so much more awful yes. than the cannabis high is not awful. It's a very calming, relaxed, you just feel cozy and relaxed. Whereas the high from gabapentin, you feel like a falling down drunk. Yeah. And it's that there are two very different highs. One is just calming and relaxing, and the other one is just oh my gosh, you know, I want to be done with this. <laughs> right? Gabber, gabapentin is scary. I, I was on gabapentin yeah. after my heart surgery. I took one pill, and I was I remember I was on the phone talking to my friend in Alberta, yeah. and uh, all of a sudden I started slurring. I couldn't talk, and I went to the doctor the next day, and I said, oh, I felt like almost like I was having a stroke or something. She said, oh, yeah, it can cause stroke-like symptoms. So that was the, oh, first, yeah. that was the first and last pill of gabapentin I ever took. It was yeah. re- very, very frightening. The worst thing I found with all the drugs that they put you on is that you end up having all the side effects. And then from the mm-hmm. side effects, they put you on more drugs. I remember at one point I was taking 30 pills a day. Uh, even when I was on the Remicade, it started off, it, it worked for a while, and then it gave me drug-induced lupus. And um, my hand looked like it had a tennis ball inside of it on, on the top of my hand. My feet were swelling. I couldn't walk. And my doctors, I figured, would take me off of um, the Remicade. And they said the risk of the lupus was less than the risk of the Crohn's returning. So they said, let's keep the lupus and just add more drugs. Mm. And that was their plan. And there was no quality of life. No. And that's not, a, was, that's not a plan either, is it? No, but it was the lesser of two evils in their mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. And that is when I was frantically searching for information about cannabis and, you know, I, I believe that Jack just came into my life at the right moment, um, and I'm a Christian girl, and I believe in God, and I have to tell you, he he walked in my life the very moment I needed him. Yeah, that's and fantastic. He, 
information that he provided me with, you know, I may not have accepted that information if it had been given to me years earlier. But because um, I, I knew I was probably not going to survive, um, when you when you hit that point, you'll try anything. Kathy, we've talked about uh, the number of ailments you've had. How long did it take before a lot of these ailments uh, disappeared? Once I took the oil, I will tell you within two hours, my symptoms stopped. And the only time I ever had symptoms is when I went off the oil, when I went out of country. So it was almost immediate with that. Uh, with the CBD, again, it was very short term. I was able to stop the meds. Like I got off Demerol and, and I had morphine at times, gabapentin. I stopped all of those immediately because when I initially took the THC, I could not handle the combination. And I stopped the THC and all of a sudden it dawned on me, well, don't stop the THC, stop all that stuff. So a lot of it, I went off cold turkey just because it was too much high for me. Um, and once I did that, um, I was fine. I, I just, it was, uh, I think the fatigue is the piece that took the longest. And, you know, like I said the other day, I drove to London and back, which is, you know, I did about five hours of driving. And I said to my mom, you know, I can remember when I couldn't drive out to Kingsville, which is 20 minutes away from my home. <laughs> and, um, so the the fatigue thing is the part that took the longest and i and i'm still dealing with that <clears throat> but the rest of it was pretty quick that's remarkable yeah yes you have a fantastic story to tell kathy and we really appreciate it anything you want to tell us in conclusion about uh about your use of cannabis uh well i'd like to share one quick more story just um sure. because important. Uh, my stepfather was in a nursing home and he had a really bad case of um, skin cancer. It was like a black hole in his arm and they couldn't help him because he had diabetes and he was at risk if they put him under, he was at risk of going in a coma. So they sent him back to the home and had no intentions of treating him. And the doctor there, um, I'm so thankful, is all for cannabis and I begged him to please let me use my salve. And so I just I made up a salve special for him, and it took 33 days for that skin cancer to be entirely gone. Wow. What kind of skin cancer, do you know? um, I think it was a a basal cell carcinoma. Mm, Okay. Um, And it was was just the nastiest looking thing, and I didn't know whether it would work or not, but I thought, I've got to try. And um, 33 days, it was gone. And I posted it um, on my Facebook, and it went viral. <laughs> and I had people from all over the world writing to me and asking me how to make the salve. Wow. And yeah, so, and my mom uses it for her skin cancer as well. So um, people are starting to open up their minds, and they're starting to see the results. And when you put it in front of their face, um, you know, I had an uncle who didn't believe in it either. And I said, just let me massage some of the salve into your shoulder. And he had a whole attitude about it. And yet the next day he was knocking on my door and, and showing me how he could raise his hands over his head. Do <laughs> that before. And he said, you've made me a believer. <laughs> so it's just, I just want to keep educating people and keep sharing the stories because um, they'll get to that point too. Um, and hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, because you hate to lose people because they won't open their minds. Yeah, and yeah. so I think education is so, so important. But um, as far as myself, as long as I stay on this 
consistent regime. And I now know to listen to what Jack said, which is that when you're having that rough time, just take a few days out and just load up. And and I think he's talking about homeostasis. You just need to get that balance back. Mm-hmm. And and once you're there, then it's like, oh, I've got my life back. And, um, and I just, I want to share that with people so that they can have that chance as well. There's no need for suffering. You got your life back. It's exciting, isn't yes. it? It is very much so. Kathy, yes. appreciate uh, appreciate your time and uh, your remarkable story, and we thank you so much for this. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you, Corey. And we'd like to thank you for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. And just a reminder that we are operating on donations at Cannabis Health Radio. If you'd like to donate, there is a donate button on our website. Or you can go to Patreon and make a one-time donation or a monthly donation, and Corey and I would very much appreciate it. We'd like to thank Ron Zahar of Rowan Sound in Victoria for producing this program and also allowing us the use of facilities, and also Mark in Belgium, who posts our podcasts to YouTube. And we're appreciative of both of those gentlemen, and we thank you very much. And we'll be back again with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on Pod. Connex, and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.